what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 7, volume 5 of the Fantasy Formula. Yes, sir, we are dim boys as we enter, or actually wrap up week 1, victorious over here, Hank. How about over your way? Oh, you know it. Pull Lo- down that W. Lovely. So, dim boys over here, Team East, 3-0. and Woo-hoo! 3-0. Look. <laughs> oh, my goodness. First time in a long time, and you... One and zero. One and zero. Yeah. So, who give me some standout guys on your team that uh really really did it for you this week? Hank? I gotta tell you, I got a lot of standouts on my team. I was really happy with what I had going on, but being that first pick, you yes. get, that guy has got to to handle his business. And Mr. Brown came out and handled his business. That he did. He was uncoverable. Uncoverable. You know, they could put whoever they wanted to on him. He was going to make a play. Yes, he was. It was remarkable. And over here on my end, yeah, the Brandon Cooks, uh, C.J. Anderson combo with the other wide receiver. Who's that other wide receiver? Anyway, all my teams are me- mixing together. Uh-oh. AJ <laughs> Green, AJ Green, Brandon Cooks. I got him in two you get, leagues. Hey, Buzz, you, you know that's when you make, awesome. when you forget you have AJ Green on your team, <laughs> you're doing something right, brother. Absolutely, thank you. And Luck, two leagues, and Stafford in one league. So those quarterbacks just balled out. I, I had Drew Brees. Oh, Couldn't God. ask for a better deal than that. Oh, what a start for the fantasy formula. Let's add our record together. That's four and zero so far. We'll keep we'll keep uh, keep stats of that. So Hank, tell me a little bit about your weekend. I know you had some exciting stuff go on. We did uh, had a little race with my buddies. We do this this two hundred nine mile race that you run from Grayson Highlands, Virginia, all the way to Asheville. It's a lot of fun. You run wow. it took us twenty six hours. Uh, pretty sore the you know, day after. Got a lot of Gatorade stuff like that. But it's what a does lot that of- van smell like? The <laughs> van that you guys are in, where you have to sleep in a few for a few hours. Yeah, we we, we elect to sleep like? on the ground because the van Ugh, you you, you about need an antibiotic after you get done with the race. It is gross. Only imagine it is gross. So, yeah. uh, but we have a lot of fun, and you know it's a great group of guys and. Um, you know, you're tired at the end, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. We've done it probably five, six years mm-hmm. and, uh, always have a great time. The, the crazy thing is, is, you know, you're going out and pushing yourself and trying really hard and our team had a great time. And, uh, we ended up, I believe just under a seven minute mile for the whole 209, wow. which is, which Sick. is impressive, yeah. uh, impressive, right? Um, and I'll have to check that LT. We'll have to stack to that. But more impressive than that is the Charlotte team mm-hmm. who won it this year. Averaged a 5.45 pace for 209 miles. That's impossible, isn't it? And you got to think. And you're in the mountains. We're in the mountains. <laughs> there is a 10-mile stretch straight uphill, and they average under six going up it. It's ridiculous. Did they 
do that for a living? Like, or is that a <laughs> hobby? I, I, that's just, I don't know. I, I would imagine that they don't do it for a living, but they're all probably college runners and, yeah, I see. you know, so stuff like that. But Crazy. Uh, then I had to go to the North Carolina real estate uh, convention in West Virginia. And while I was there, not to bore anybody, but while I was there, I, you know, after the race, pretty sore. Right, mm-hmm. pretty sore. So mm-hmm. I had a, I, I wanted to like work out some of the soreness. So they have this incredible, beautiful trail right behind the hotel, and so I start going up it, and I'm like, "This is great." You know, I'm in nature. Mm. I love it. Birds chirping. Birds chirping, mm. and and you're like, you know, I I like nature. It's sure. great out here. Yes. Turn the corner. Bear. <laughs> there is a bear on the trail with two cubs. Oh, that's scary. Now, when you see two cubs, you first got to find mama. Yes. If you saw the two clubs and didn't see her, you're in real trouble, especially if you're in between the two. Right. So what did I do? Saw the two baby cubs, watched them dive down. Mm-hmm. Mama went after them. I had to go back, <laughs> clean myself up a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It was a scary situation. Sure. It sounds like it. Yep. Might, it might have been one down on the fantasy formula. <laughs> uh, after the bear sighting, maybe you need to calm down so you go straight to the casino. Is straight that, to that, it. Fantastic. Straight well, to well, it. So tell me what happened in the casino, Hank. Well, the casino is lovely. You know, it's, it's a place of, of just joy mm-hmm. for me and you, I, yes. you know, I believe. So uh, I sat down at a blackjack table. Yeah. Right? Why not? It was a little early. Imagine that. A little yeah. early in the evening. And uh, I sat down there and had, you know, there were a couple of people know what they were doing. So, you know, you didn't have to worry about the table messing up. Mm-hmm. And um, a gentleman sat down beside me. More impressive. I didn't come out a winner. Let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. Right. I didn't have a big run. Okay. Sure. So came out, came out, not a big loser, <laughs> but not a big winner. Do they give you, you were in West Virginia. Yep. Do they provide alcoholic beverages for free at this casino or do you have to buy them? You have to buy them. You have to buy them. Cheap bastards. <laughs> I know. Bastards. <laughs> Take your money on the tables and your money for the drinks. That's exactly right. Golly. So this cat beside me sits down. Let's, you know, let's, I, I, we're not, uh, get away from my gambling. This cat <laughs> beside me, we're playing blackjack. And in West Virginia, I've never seen this bet before. It is a side bet that you put on there, and it is an odd where you take the face-up card of the dealer and your two cards, and if you have a straight or two of a kind or three of a kind, it'll pay out. But nine times out of ten, it's not going to win anything. They call that a sucker bet. They call right. it a That's sucker bet. That's what they bet. call a sucker bet. Right, yeah. and nobody was doing it at the table. This guy comes over here, throws $15 on it, and I'm like, dude. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Let's come on. This isn't, you know, this isn't a little league here. Sure, come on, you play with right. the pros right this now, This is a baby. man's table. There were a couple ladies there, though. Yeah. Uh, hits it. He had two queens showing. The guy shows a queen. The dealer shows a queen. Four, pays him four fifty. Okay? <laughs> so we're high-fiving. Everything's going great. This guy hits it three times in 20 hands. <laughs> Hit boss comes over. Cheater. Cheater. <laughs> yeah, and you know the great part was? Is he hit it that third time, and he's like, I'm going to go eat dinner. I was like, yeah, you better eat. Out. Yes. You better go Smart. eat some dinner. Smart man. Man, walked out of there with 1400 bucks from Good three bets. I bet he came back and lost it all, though. Probably so. I would have. How long do you stay in the casino typically when you go? Are you like a – I've been known to stay 48 hours in a row <laughs> without going to sleep. But do you, are you normally like take a five, four-hour four session and then take it off and then come back for an hour or two? How, yeah. What do you do? It, it really depends on if you're winning or losing. Sure, you know, sure. you start getting beat up. You got to go – I got to go get a uh, like a funnel cake or something. <laughs> I got to just go un, you know, unwind a little bit. I'm not going to sit there and get my – teeth knocked in and curb stomped the entire right. time. So what I ended up doing is I 
I allotted a dollar amount. Yes. So, which is a good practice. Smart strategy. It's a good practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, once that dollar amount was gone, I was out. Good for you. It took me about two and a half hours. Hey. Two was, and a half but hours you know what? Two and a half hours of fun. Fun, sure. Did they have a sports book in the West Virginia Casino, the, the Greenbrier? They is do not. Okay. They do not. It gotcha. is uh, just they, there's about 30 tables and there's a couple hundred um, uh, machines. Yeah. And um, but it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. Craps there. They had craps uh, there. They had craps there. Okay. there. It's a, it a good little setup. Sounds like a, a nice little trip, Hank. Well, congratulations. I'm glad you enjoyed your time. Glad to have you back here on the oh, fantasy. I'm glad to be formula. back. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about my weekend, and then we'll jump right into some fantasy football. So the auto long party was this weekend, and they had a big kickoff event at Cafe Rule Friday night. Pretty awesome. A lot of people with their vehicles brought them to the parking lot at Cafe Rule. So awesome. You could, eat good food, have a drink or two, and check out the automobiles. It's awesome. Then the event kicked off, 9 o'clock sharp. Well, I had to be there at 9 o'clock. It kicks off at 10. And so last year, you know, I don't know if you remember the setup. There's a little stage that I'm I'm able to sit and see because I have to emcee it. And they were very courteous last year and had a nice little tent for me. A little umbrella. A little umbrella, at least. Keep the sun off of this beautiful face. Well, it happened to be the hottest day recorded in <laughs> history on this September 10th, uh, and there was no tent. No and tent. So I'm there from 9 o'clock in the morning to – I had a soccer game at 1, so four straight hours, I got to be on that stage, and this sun is beating a brother down. <laughs> at one time, I hallucinated. <laughs> and, like, somebody was talking to me, and I thought it was somebody else, and what I said to this person, I don't know, but I'm telling you – because I had been out the night before, a little bit gr- – I was tired from the night before. We stayed out late at the party. So I get there at Tired's night. a good way to You know what it. I'm saying? And then the sun just really took its toll. But anyway, I made it through a huge success. You're a All fighter, the- though. Yeah, I didn't punched on through. But a uh, huge success. Biggest turnout, I think they said, of auto long awesome. history. So I know there's a lot of work that goes into that. So congratulations is. to Kit and, and Charlie, Charlie and, and everybody yeah, who yeah, put Everybody it on. that does it. It's great. They were awesome. So anyway, it was a fun weekend once again in Hickory at the Hickory Auto Long. Awesome. You ready to jump into some football? Let's talk about it. All right, buddy. Well, we've got a couple really exciting new segments here that I just really came up with about four minutes ago. So we're (laughs) going to jump into this and give it a whirl. Let's see how how it turns out. Our first segment of the day, we're going to stick with something we do know. This is our breaking news, breaking news. Our injury and waiver wire report, Hank, the big, big news in San Diego was (laughs) Keenan Allen, who – I love this year. I, I, You're I high get on him. him. Yeah, I, I wanted him. He just went a little, maybe a pick or two early than where I was picking. Well, thank God, because he is out with an ACL tear for the year. Mm. This poor fellow. Remember last year, he started on a torrid pace. I mean, the dude was setting records, and he went out with a spleen and something else. Yeah. Now he's got, he was in a quarter and a half now out with an ACL. What does Philip Rivers do now? I mean, does he just wave this flag and say, "That's it"? I hope he's done. Well, I hope he keeps handing it off to uh, Mr. Melvin in the background uh, in the backfield. But you know, a receiver like that, you can't pick up mid-year. You can't find anybody else to pick up the slack of that, and that's just going to hurt. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're they're going to have a rough road to hoe anyway. anyway. And without him, it's just going to be tough because, you know, they're, they're receiving core. And, you know, everybody loves Antonio Gates, but he's old and it ain't good over there. My prediction, and San Diego did show, and I'm, we'll, we'll talk about predictions later, but just mark this one down. Without Keenan Allen there now, Melvin Gordon actually had a pretty good first half. I think he had two touchdowns. Two right? touchdowns in the first half. Then they quit giving him the ball, which is strange to me. They were dominating that game. That's the closest San Diego is going to get to win a game 
all year was that first half against Kansas City. I don't think they're going to win a game. Mark it down. Let's see what happens. Mark it down. All right, another big injury news. RG3, as predicted here the Fantasy Formula, we went under the five games as long as how long RG3 will last. Well, he made it three – well, he made it through the whole game, but now he's out for – Possibly the year. Hey? He shouldn't have gone back in. And did you see the interaction between him and the backup and the coach? No, I the didn't. The backup was screaming at him not to go in. Really? Yeah, he was like, don't be – you could tell it was uh, McNown. Yeah. And he was like, don't go – you could tell. He was like, don't go in. What are you doing? We're, we are going to lose this game. Right. Why are you going back in? And uh, you could tell he was hurt. He was mm. holding that shoulder and arm straight the whole time. It just yeah. – that guy's just – like a vase. Yeah, absolutely. He's on injured reserve now, so he's at least out for six to eight, probably the year. It is a broken bone in the shoulder. RG3 fans, if there's any left of you out there, <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that Afro puff on the back of his helmet? <laughs> what was that thing he's about? He's been rocking that. I thought he's been rocking that for a while. Now. That little Afro puff. <laughs> anyway, farewell, Afro puff. All right, the other big injury news, Russell Wilson, <clears throat> the quarterback, Seattle Seahawks tweaks an ankle now Russell Wilson's a tough dude but I don't know if you got to watch any of this game after he goes so Sue falls on him as he's making a cut or whatever Adamican Sue falls on his ankle I mean and so Russell Wilson you can see he grimaces he gets up walks it off but you know he's banged up toughs it out but after that play dude he was he's an he's a mobile quarterback when he can't move around in the pocket that hurts his game. Yeah, it does. That hurts Seattle's offense. Let's keep our eyes on him. I think he'll play this week, but let's keep our eyes on what he does uh, to get back and do his rehab, I guess, this week to get back on the field. Other big news, Rob Gronkowski did not play. He is showing up. He did show up for practice today, and we're coming to you on a Wednesday. But he's 50-50 still to play, so there's no guarantee right. that he's going to play. One of the uh, drafts that I did, Hank, Rob Gronkowski went pick one for team, let's say, seven. Then they drafted Le'Veon Bell. So he's got first-round pick and second-round pick. No goes. No goes. That's a tough start to that the season. That is a tough start. You know, tough start to that the season. That is a tough start. And you know that uh, with New England winning, though, you know, I mean, that takes a little bit of that sting off. Certainly. And uh, it didn't It didn't help Bennett's performance. But that's, you know, Brady wasn't out there. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Not fantasy-wise, but New England-wise. Yeah. That's who I have on my injury report list. Do you have anybody else that stood out that got a little banged up this week? No, I think that that about hits exactly what what we need to look at. Right on. So let's jump right into our waiver wire gym segment. All right, bud. There's some waiver wire wonders still out on the uh, the free agent market here. I'll just go through a list, and if you maybe rank them for me, Hank, who you think would be your first person you'd go out. I'm going to go out and get. I'm going to start in the wide receiver area, okay? okay. The uh, wide receiver for Tennessee, he was a rookie. His last name is Sharp. I'm not familiar with his first name, but he is high on everybody's list. He had 11 targets for Mariota last week, caught seven balls. Um, looks like he might be the go-to guy in Tennessee. You've also got some San Diego wide receivers who are going to start getting looks now with Keenan Allen down. That's uh, Travis Benjamin. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the rookie in San Diego, Williams, as well, will be on everybody's waiver wire wonder board. Fuller in Houston. Will Fuller. Huge game. It could have even been bigger, but dropped a touchdown. Right. So 
that guy will be available on your boards. I'll hit a couple more. Sanu, great game. You know, great he's game. still sitting out there. Uh, Sammy Watkins, who is banged up. We should have been. He should be on our injury report. He's got a messed up foot. Don't know if he'll play, but Robert Woods would be the next guy in line there. And Philip Dorsett in Indianapolis had a big, big game. Luck spreading the wealth there. He could be on your waiver wire too. Yeah. Who would you take first out of those those guys? I, I mean, that's mentioned. a lot of guys to kind of pick from. Yeah, but the two the the two that I like is the cat from Houston. Yes. I think I just think he's on a good team. And at this point, you know, the San Diego receivers, they, it's just not a great team. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I feel kind of um, inclined yeah. to go towards Houston's receivers. Yep. The same with Buffalo. You know, if Sammy Watkins isn't going to be there, I'd like to. I like that guy in Buffalo just because the fact that they've got a lot of weapons. And Woods, he's, yeah, he's going to be Woods. able to. He's going to mm-hmm. be able to do some San Diego and Tennessee. I know. You know, I, I just am not real high on Mariota. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I, I would rather see Philip Rivers as my quarterback than Mariota. I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, if I had to go down one of those routes, I guess the San Diego guy because they don't have Keenan Allen and you have an experienced quarterback. Maybe that's the third. Uh, tier, but I like the guy from Houston probably the best. Yeah, I th- he would be number one on my list too. And let's talk about Sanu before we leave. So Sanu had a great, great game um, as a Falcon. Now he's a Falcon these right. days. Let's say on your team, and Sanu's sitting there on the waiver wire, and you've got somebody like this Devontae Parker who's still banged up, not playing, or maybe like a – give me a tier like that uh, – a Vincent Jackson for the Buccaneers – would you drop these dudes and go get Sanu, or would you just sit with stay put? Do you I, think was it was it a flash in the pan? Well, that's a, a, I like I like Sanu just for the simple fact that he is going to be the second option or third option mm-hmm. because I think Jones is a great receiver. I don't think he's Brown Antonio Brown, yeah. and I don't think he's Odell Beckham Jr. to get separation because he's got he's. He's a little bit bigger guy. He's bigger, right. And so I think that they're going to be able to shut him down more, and it's going to open Sanu up a little bit better. So I kind of like Sanu better than those other guys, like the Vincent Jackson. So I would go get him, yeah. especially if, if the writing's on the wall, because you know usually the receivers at the beginning of the year, the quarterbacks tell you the story kind of with their targeting. They know who they like in preseason. They know who they're having a good relationship with. And if they're coming at them at early, they're going to keep doing it if they keep catching the ball. Right. Absolutely. So I like Sanu. Yep. Okay. I kind of like it too. Let's. We would. We would take Fuller probably one. Uh, I would take Sanu probably second on that list, and then Woods maybe third. That's probably where I'd put them. Um, running back wise, Hank, not a lot left. We mentioned this when your drafts were over. Running back will be hard to get waiver wire wonders this year. But there is a little cat. There's a cat sitting out there. Terrence West, running back for the Baltimore Ravens, did get a little run. He got some run. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Forsett, you know, he has that starting role, but there's no guarantee there. Your guy, Buck Allen, didn't even play this game. So, West is out there. I know this guy won't be out there. But Tevin Campbell, Coleman, I'm sure he got drafted. But if he, there's a chance that he's sitting out on a waiver wire, go scoop him. He's, scoop he's him on up. my bench. Yeah, I, he's on one of my benches, too, because he, he looked really, really good. Any other running backs that you can think of right there, buddy, that you, we might want to take a look at? You know, I, I don't know if it's years past that I, I love this guy, but um, you certainly saw him in the game, and Philadelphia looked better than what I thought they were going to look. They did. They looked better. And, you know, we, we went with, I believe we used the word, or the phrase dumpster fire <laughs> with them, which is not ideal. But, um, I like Darren Sproles. I mean, that little guy, you know, he's just a player. And so, you know, he's certainly going to be out there. Um, You know, who knows about 
I don't know what's going on with Eddie Lacy. We'll talk about him a little bit later on, but you know, uh, Starks will still be out there. I don't know. You know, it, it's uh, it's thin. Yeah, and even thinner maybe is the tight end waiver wire. Is there anything out? Tight end wise, let's say, like for instance, I had to really scrape the barrel and I picked up Jared Cook. He's the Green Bay Packers tight end. Actually, he's their tight end too, but I thought that Rodgers would look for him. Well, that dude sucked. I think he caught one ball, but Ebron was out there. Ebron's, you know? yeah, Ebron's out there. I mean, you know, he would be a, an option. And uh, if, if uh, Atlanta's still passing the ball around, old Tammy over there, mm-hmm. he's not a bad option, uh, but they're on good teams. You know, I mean, not Detroit saying Detroit's a great team, but they got good quarterbacks. Right. And so those would be two guys that I would think would be, you know, if you had to do something on a bye week or whatever, those would be two good options. Right. And last but not least, let's talk a little bit about the quarterback waiver wire here. You should be set right now. It's week two. Don't be panicking. You know, yes, Kirk Cousins, if he was your starter, he didn't have the greatest of days. Or, you know, Cam as your number one pick, he had a pre had an okay day. Don't panic. But if you do panic, and let's say you got to have another quarterback, the guys that look good that still might be there are your Jameis Winstons. He looked fantastic. Matt Stafford, we talked about if he's out there, he looked good. Matt Ryan even had a pretty solid fantasy day. But, but don't panic. Yeah, and but a lot of those guys were picked up. They were, yeah. And so, like, if you're looking at true waiver wire transactions, you're looking at Alex Smith, you're looking at um, Mariota. Taylor, uh, Flacco. Flacco might be a good pickup. Sure. You know, so uh, those are the guys that you're going to be forced to uh, to kind of get. Because, you know, there's some there's actually some teams out there that don't have backups. Right. I, Would you mess around with any of that Patriots Garofalo guy right now? Uh, Would you mess around? 264 and a touchdown against a pretty nasty Arizona D. You messing around with him? No, I probably wouldn't. You know, he, he had a great game, and I think that if you watch that game, they, they kept it simple for him yeah you know I, a lot of slants and yes. a lot of little screen passes and little stuff like that yep. um so I, I don't think you're going to get a big reward from him yeah and he's certainly not going to be starting after week Eight, three three yeah. yeah exactly all right buddy good job that wraps up our injuries waiver wire wonder segment and next let's hit this new segment this is pretty awesome it's called what the bleep so hank what we want to do here is talk about a couple guys that were drafted early or we thought would be or i guess the fantasy world thought they would be studs early round draft picks carry your team kind of guys and these guys really didn't do too well so let's start the segment with what the bleep des bryant des now are you panicking here? You know he's got Dak Prescott throwing it to him right now. His numbers, Hank, I want to say fantasy points, he was under five points I think he got. It wasn't much. He was a fingertip from a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Do we panic on Dez? Are we worried because Dak's throwing the ball? What do we do with Dez Bryant? Well, I mean, you panic because he's your first-round draft pick. I mean, yes, you panic because he's one or – you know, I mean, he's – not first, he's probably a second rounder or something right. like that. So yet you are panicking because you got to get production out of these guys. And I don't think Dak's going to figure it out in time to do it. This game is pretty quick. And the bad thing about Dez is he's just going to get frustrated and he's going to get mad and he's going to be hard to handle in that locker room. And, um, you know, you got to start him. Yeah. You got to. But I don't like the way that it's headed. 
let's let's take it from here. Let's let's see what happens. They play the Redskins on the road this week. You know, Dak Prescott, J- Jason Garrett's game plan, their head coach was let's don't let Dak really make a mistake. Witten got targeted like ten times. Mm-hmm. Um, the little Beasley, Cole Beasley, or whatever, he got targeted ten times. So it's a lot of underneath routes. So that's not Des done run those right. Garrett's going to get Dez involved. I think he has to. If the Cowboys go down 0-2, and, and that's two division games, and that the Giants and the Redskins, they got, that's a tough, tough start. I think they're going, they're going to look for Dez. They got to. Yeah. If they don't, I'll panic week three. I own Dez. So I'm not panicking now. I'm going to give it another week, and let's see. Garrett's smart enough to give his main most man the ball. Right. But if it doesn't happen week two, then I'm panicking. Next up here with the segment, what the bleep? Todd Gurley. Woo. Okay. Todd. Now, are we panicking on the whole Rams team? Will they win a game? I mean, what are we doing with this Rams team? When I saw the ESPN tweeted out their drives, did you see that? (laughs) I didn't. They said, How bad? They said, Rams game recap, drive recap. It went. Punt, 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 interception, punt, 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 interception, out on downs, punt, punt, end the game. It was it was embarrassing, Yikes. right? And you can I am stressing if I have Gurley because they are terrible. Yeah, and you they're going to put eight in the box every time, nine in the box, run, beat us. Right, it's going to be bad. It's bad deal. Well, breaking news, breaking news. Jeff Fisher, the coach for the Rams, about an hour ago announced that he's staying with that quarterback. What's their quarterback? Not the Case Keenan, right? And that's his name? <laughs> Case Keenan. So, because they were thinking that golf, the number one draft yeah. pick, would slide in, but he's not ready. So they're going to let Case Keenum roll with the Rams again. I will tell you this the Rams are playing at home this week against the Seahawks. That's <laughs> 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 trouble, but. Why do I feel like Gurley's good enough not to give up on him yet? I don't. I don't know. I'm just yep. optimistic. I don't know. But I'm saying let's don't give up on him yet either. You can't. He's your. Probably went like third, fourth overall. Right. You know? So you can't give up on him. It's just looking dismal in L.A. though. Oh. All right, buddy. How about what the bleep? AP Adrian Peterson, the Minnesota Viking running back. He How many got points he have? He he got some looks. I think he got 22 touches. See if I can find his stats real quick, Hank. Uh, he had 22 touches for less than 50 yards rushing. Though. 31, I think. 31, 31 yards rushing, exactly. The Vikings, they won the game. They did win the game without AP really contributing. They go up against the Packers on Sunday. Sunday night, actually. Does AP – do you panic more about AP or Gurley at this moment? Gurley. You panic He's more on a Gurley. bad team. I mean, he's just on a bad team. Um, you know, AP has got a great defense. And those, you know, sometimes when you see that, it's kind of like the offense and defense can build each other up. You know, not always. Sometimes the yeah. defense gets pissed that they're on the field all day. Right. But I feel like AP's enough of an athlete and a legit runner that he's going to get it back on track. He's been on bad teams before. Yes. And he's run his back out. Yeah. So don't worry I, about the age. 30. Oh, well, I'm definitely worried about the age. I'm worried I mean, about I, AP. I, I'm worried about Gurley's team. Yeah. I think Gurley's a great running back, but golly, punt, 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 punt. <laughs> Did you watch that? Game? I mean, I mean, I actually it was on in the background. I really didn't watch it, but I turned it off. When San Francisco is up twenty-one to nothing, you're like, San Francisco is beating somebody. Yeah, really, because they stink. They might be better than we think, though. All right, one more. What the bleep? Odell Beckham Jr. 
Yep. All right, buddy. Come on. You are the number two overall pick. You're playing a Dallas Cowboys secondary who's not very good, and you don't, you put up subpar numbers for the number two pick, right? Odell Beckham, we're not worried about him, though, right? No. No, he's no. going to be fine. Guess who they're going up against next week? The Saints. And the Saints secondary is terrible. Yeah, it is. Look for Odell Beckham really to put up monster numbers against the secondary. You know, the Saints – Best cornerback broke his leg, too, so now they're down another one. They're getting dudes off the street. I mean, they really are to fill in the spot. So Odell Beckham licking his chops ready for week two against the Saints. All right, buddy. Not bad for the first. That's a good what the bleep. Good segment. Yeah, thank you. Let's go on to our next new segment. It's one of my favorites. Let me get the music on here real quick. Hey, girl. This is our new segment called Damn, You Look. Good girl. Hank, let me tell you about what we're doing for this segment. This is pretty fun. So do you remember when you were in high school and it was like sophomore year and then everybody would leave for summer before the end of the year and during the summer and before the end of the year, there are always a couple of little girls that you would look at and say, she's pretty cute, but you know, and then whatever. Right. Then the summer goes by and you come to school and the bell rings and you look over in your homeroom and you're like, God, <laughs> what in the world, girl? You Came look, back a woman. You look fine. So that's what this segment's about. Damn, you look good, girl. So <laughs> what we're going to talk about are some some cats last year who we were, you know, they were good, but not awesome fantasy players. But guess what? Week one, we found some. Showed so out. Let's check it out. And this has got to mean something to you because he's on your team. Willie Sneed, who had an okay year last year, comes out the box with nine receptions, 172 yards, and a touchdown. Freaked. Wow. And he's probably sitting on everybody's bench because I know he was on yours. Yep. It, it's, has he shown enough now? Will you put him in as a flex wide receiver three somewhere on your team? Definitely yeah. considering it. I mean, you know, if depending on your team, I mean, between him and Floyd has played flex this year, and Floyd had a, a decent yeah, day. Okay. I mean, he okay. had a decent day. But depending on the matchup, I have no problem sliding that guy in. Confident with Willie Sneed. Confident, yeah. yeah. Especially Breeze throwing to him. I mean, you know, he Sneed, what a day. That was an awesome performance. Uh, next up for – Damn, you look good, girl. C.J. Anderson, the Denver Broncos, against a stout Carolina defensive line. C.J. Anderson, you know, last year, start of the year, terrible. Came on really, really strong at the end of the year and just keeps it going. C.J. Yep. Anderson, dude, he's a must-start. Running back, you can even say running back one now. At this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's looking like a top-five running back for sure. I mean, didn't he rush and catch? Yes. One? I yes. mean. let's. I got his numbers right here. Let's look at them real quick. Um, so he ran for 92 yards and a touchdown. Then he caught another, I want to say, 60-some yards and a touchdown. So 47. 40, so a hell of a game for C.J. Anderson's. Yeah. So keep it up, buddy. You're a top five running back right now. Uh, last in our, damn, you look good, girl. Kelvin Benjamin. Last time we saw him was over a year ago. Remember? He started as a rookie 2014, had a great year, great chemistry with Cam. Tears his ACL in uh, preseason. He doesn't even play a game. Comes back week one. Did way more than I expected. I'm telling you, I thought they'd look more to Funches and Olsen. Mm -hmm. Olsen had a good game too, but Kelvin Benjamin looked like he didn't miss a beat from no. 2014. And if you if you see that that guy stand there beside Cam, he's as big as Cam. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, those two guys are monsters. And when you see him on the field beside a 5'10", 
cornerback or whatever. I mean, how do you not just put the ball up and let that guy go get it? And he has proven that he deserves to be a number one receiver. I I loved him. I had him my his rookie year, and I love him. I think he's going to be great. I hate that they lost the way they lost, oh, but um, I think he's going to be great this year. Yeah, I agree. And one more, we'll look at a quarterback. Why? Um, quarterback for this last damn you look good girl segment Jameis yeah. all right Jameis wow freaked freaked out so last year he was a rookie you know made the rookie mistakes but everybody said he worked hard in the offseason his body looks better he's skinnier he's smarter he's just he looked like he was he looked like a professional yeah comes out the box and let's get his stats here I got him go for it it's 281 four touchdowns uh, 34 points, fantasy points for that On guy. the road yeah. in Atlanta. That's huge. So, Jameis, you get this week's Damn You Look Good, girl. All right, Hank. How you like that segment? That's hey. That's a good one. That was a great one. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-host of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on the TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. Okay, and so our nat- last new segment, this is called, Yikes! What happened? <laughs> <laughs> and so this is what this segment's about, Hank. Okay, remember when you're, okay, let's well, go back to, like we're in school again. So fresh, our senior year in high school, everybody's together, and then you leave to go off to college, and, you know, you keep in touch via email, or you talk on the phone, and then it's summer, and you're excited. You get back to Hickory, you get to see all the crew again. And, right. And, you know, the guys get together, girls come back together, and then, might be one or two of those girls. You go, yikes! What in the hell happened? They call it the freshman fifteen or whatever you want to call whatever it. Whatever you want to back Looking a little bit different, right? Just a, little, a tad bit different. <laughs> just a little bit different. So, a couple of the players that fall into this category. Let's start with a little yikes! What happened, Brandon Marshall? Yeah. Last year, a fantasy football phenom. This year, his numbers. If you want to give him numbers for the first week, I think they were pretty dismal, Hank. Yeah, let you me see get, no, I got to get to him, but um, yes, he did have some dismal numbers. I uh, when I was all I can think about is the fact. Here it is. He's got uh, three fantasy points. He had <laughs> eight targets yeah. and thirty-two yards. Wow. Yeah. So you know he has that bet with Antonio Brown. That's right. They've each got a car up. Yeah. Right. He's behind a little bit. He's gonna be behind <laughs> a little bit if he doesn't pick it up because he's getting ready to lose a pretty car. I'm yeah. sure. But you know I don't worry about him though. Like. He'll be back. You know, he's as consistent as they come as a fantasy wide receiver. So I'm not worried about him. But, whoa, that's a tough first week. Another, yikes, what happened? How about Allen Robinson, wide receiver, Jacksonville Jaguars, that I drafted in one of my leagues. Um, Looking for some real big numbers. I was thinking at least 100 and a touch. What did he have? You see him there? No, hold on. You got to go way deep on his. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was not a good day for Allen Robinson. Uh, he had, um, let's see here, he had 72 yards. 72 yards. Yep. And he was my number two receiver in the, so basically the 14th pick off the board in my other leagues. He went first round, normally 11th or 12th. So for a first round output, coming off the year he had last year, he had 16 touchdowns last year. Yeah. That was definitely a yikes what happened. And last but not least, we'll throw Russell Wilson into the yikes what happened. He was drafted as everybody's probably top five quarterback. And, 
though he did get injured, so we got to give him that. Didn't put up the Russell Wilson numbers that we're uh, accustomed to. Let's see if I can find Russell Wilson's, Wilson's stats here. 27 for 43. He had 258 and a touchdown, but he didn't have his mobile, his rushing yards that he normally happens or normally has. So I'm not really too worried about Russell Wilson, but we do need to keep an eye on that ankle. Hey, last one that I think we need to add to that list yeah. is, you know who was very pretty last year was Devonta Freeman, right? Thank you. Yes. Perfect. He was he was a great person on your team last year, and he came out this year, and they just didn't give him the – the ball hank 52 percent of the carry i mean on the the snaps that means somebody else is getting 48 percent of the snaps right. right he had uh uh 20 rushing yards okay <sighs> and he had 20 receiving yards mm. okay and you're you know your boy Tevin Coleman. Talk? yeah he ended up he ended up with like 95 yards total and, you know, that isn't good for Devonta Freeman because, yes. you know, that, that's kind of what happened with Freeman last year. Exactly. The roles have been reversed. Yeah. So, yes. you know, that's something you want to watch, especially if you have Devonta Freeman. And if you don't have Coleman, mm-hmm. go out and get him. But uh, that's going to be an interesting because he was really pretty last year. And it's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Couple tri- too many trips to that ass cream machine. Your freshman year, remember they had the buffet in the lunchroom? Oh, Those yeah. girls going up to the ass cream machine. They just eat that ice cream and just goes right to that ass. <laughs> <laughs> so Hank, thank you, and I do want to pat us on the back because we did call this Tevin Campbell or Coleman, Coleman thing. We have we called it. We were like, just be careful if you draft uh, Freeman. Coleman is lurking, so we called that. Called it on. Call it on. Yes. Like it. All right, buddy. Let's move straight into the Fantasy 45. We're going to give 45 seconds, and that's it, Hank, to these teams, okay? Okay. I'm going to give you the number. You just give me who you like. We can talk a little bit about the overrunner. We're going to just move right along. First game, Thursday night, 825 kick. The New York Jets travel to Buffalo. Right now, it's crazy to me, but Buffalo, with Sammy Watkins probably not playing, is a pick em. They are at home. So, Buffalo, a pick em total, 40 and a half. 40 and a half. That's tough. That's tough right there. But you know what? I'm going to say it, and I know you probably don't like this. I kind of like Buffalo. Kind of like Buffalo. Yeah. I like them to come out and play. You know, because they didn't play last week. They didn't play last week. They were held to seven points or something. Yeah, I think that they didn't play last week. The only thing that scares me a little bit is kind of what we talked about. Brandon Marshall and those guys, once they start going, Decker is even, I'm going to talk myself into taking the Jets right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's how how my gambling goes, man, when I stay at the page. You know what? Jets, solid pick. <laughs> Jets all the way. Let's move on to game one on Sunday. Detroit hosts the Tennessee Titans. Detroit coming off the win last week in surprising fashions at, at the Colts. It was a pretty awesome comeback. Detroit open at five and a half. And guess what? The number's still at five and a half. Total 47. Detroit at home against Tennessee. I like Detroit at home, I, you know, especially with that win that they came off. I think they kind of got a monkey off their back a little bit. Let's get Detroit this win this week. Yep, JBC, otherwise known as Jim Bob Cooter, called a really good game. And I'm telling you, without Calvin Johnson on the field, Stafford actually is looking to throw. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes when you have a superstar, you get locked in. I think Stafford might be better without Calvin. It's hard to even imagine that. He's spreading the ball. So Theo Reddick, Abdullah had a great game. Golden Tate had a nice game. Marvin Jones had a good game. Ebron had a good game. I mean, he's spreading the rock. He is spreading it up. Let's take Detroit all the way. Next up, Sunday, Houston Texans playing host to Kansas City. Kansas City off that comeback, come from behind win against San Diego. Houston pretty much did what they wanted to with Chicago. The number is two and a half. Houston is a favorite total, 43. I think Houston all the way. I mean, how do you not take it at two and a half? I'd almost want to take it now so it doesn't creep up to 
three and four. But uh, I think Houston's going to definitely walk with this. You're not worried about Kansas City's new running back in Jamal Charles' absence. We haven't mentioned his name, but everybody knows who he is now. It's st- uh, is it Stephen Ware? Yeah, Ware. Yeah, Ware. Um, you know, he had a great, great game. Caught, I want to say, eight balls and ran for another touchdown and 100 yards. So, Houston D going to be re- ready for this this running back in replacement of Jamal Charles? I think so. Yeah. I think, you know, I think those guys – I think last year Houston's D played terrible mm-hmm. and they kind of hurt it. So, this year I think they better – you know, they better come prepared. Um, I'm not really that concerned about it. I think Houston's got a good enough firepower that they're going to outplay them and outscore them. I like Houston, too. And sprinkle a little bit on that over, too, 43. That might come as a nice little parlay winner for you. Next up, New England at home against Miami. New England, whew, what a game they played. Does, can Bill Belichick just do it with anybody? He, he, you and I could suit up for me. He figured anybody. out a way for us to win. It's just it, unbelievable. It is unbelievable. You can do it with anybody. Anybody. They're a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Miami total, 41, Hank. You know, I don't I don't despise the Dolphins. I just think it's hard to win in New England. And uh, so I, I would feel more comfortable taking the Patriots right there. But I don't think that they're going to be huge scoring opportunities for either team. So I, I kind of like the under. Play a little close to the vest. Under the 41 sounds good to me, too. And I would lean, you know, that number six and a half. I would actually take my – if I can get to seven, I would take Miami in this game. I just think everybody – they're going to keep it close to the vest, both teams. Next up, Cleveland. The RG3 less Cleveland plays host to Baltimore. Now, remember, Baltimore used to be in Cleveland. And then, you know what I'm saying, way back in the day. So, this used to be a team of two Clevelands, let's say. Uh, Cleveland lost their first game. Now, they're (laughs) – on the, they're at home giving up seven to Baltimore. So Baltimore minus seven, the total 42 and a half. Unbelievable at home. Will McCown be any better than RG3? He's, he might be able to. But, you know, the tough thing is it's hard to throw touchdowns from your butt. Yeah. that I mean, RG3, although he didn't play great, he didn't have much opportunity to. Yeah. So, I mean, I watched a little bit of that game, and, it, I mean, it was tough to watch. I mean, just because you can't he, – he didn't – succeed because that team didn't let them so i don't think that they're going to be much better with it i you know baltimore's going to have to go in there and play well i'm sure but uh i like baltimore yeah i like baltimore too what i really do like is this under and let me throw another fantasy gem at you real quick listener so gary barnage he got drafted as a tight end for across the board he was probably a top seven or eight tight end drafted well rg3 really didn't even look his way uh, the quarterback now that's coming in mccown loves Gary Barnage, if you need a tight end, just think about this because they had great rapport last year. Right. You might, if you need a tight end help and he's available, go grab him. He's not going to be on your waiver wire, but if you're playing daily fantasy or something and want a tight end to fill in, grab him. I think he's going to have a good day. We're going to take Baltimore, and I really like the under 43. Next up, this game is going to be awesome. Two-division heavyweight. Cincinnati travels to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh had that Monday night shellacking of the Redskins, and Cincinnati pulled out the win against the Jets last week. Pittsburgh, three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. The total, 49. Can any defense shut these offenses down, Hank? No, I think I like the, the total better than anything. So I like the over on that one. I'm definitely going to take that. But uh, until – I get bucked by the Steelers, I'm riding that train because they got a lot of firepower. So I like the Steelers. Let's roll with them. I like Pittsburgh, too, and I like over the total 49 as well. Next up, another rivalry game. The Washington Redskins play host to the Dallas Cowboys. Both teams coming off losses last week. Washington is a three-point favorite at home. The total, 45 and a half. I like I, I like Washington. I mean, I, I like Washington at home right here. Um, you know, until uh, the Cowboys can – 
find their offense, I, it's going to be hard for me to bet on them, especially on a close bet like that. So I like Washington. I agree. Kerry, not Kerry, I said Kerry Collins. Uh, what's the, Kirk Cousins? Kerry <laughs> Collins. Collins. Whoa, where did that come from? Kirk Cousins played a horrendous game. His stats, I mean, weren't that bad. I think he had three, he threw for 320 yards, 29 yards, but he threw two picks. He was missing some dudes wide open. Like they would come out of the backfield, like a little four yard, five yard out, and he would just underthrow it or overthrow it. He played terrible. I think he'll play better against this Dallas Cowboys team. I like the Redskins minus the three as well. Next up in. We're going to New York. The New York Giants playing host of the New Orleans Saints. We told you earlier the New Orleans Saints secondary is banged up. They're going to give up a ton of points to this New York Giants offense. Vegas has the number, minus five, total 53. I like both these teams. It is going to be a shootout, like you said. You know, I think they're going to score. You can't stop New Orleans as far as I'm concerned when they're playing well. And last week they proved that they're playing well. So they're going to score a lot of points. I kind of like – New Orleans in New York. Okay. So I'm going to take the over and I'm going to take New Orleans. Perfect. I'm riding with you right there too, Hankin. I'm going to throw another gem out here for you fantasy uh, fanatics. The New New Orleans Saints have this tight end, Kobe Fleener, who laid a royal egg. You drafted him, right, Hank? No, I don't have that cat. You don't have Kobe? <laughs> <laughs> I got Martellus Bennett. Okay, about the same. So Kobe Fleener, you know, everybody projected him to have great uh, connection with Drew Brees. Well, he did nothing. I'm going to tell you guys, the Giants linebackers stink. Kobe Fleener, I bet you – mark it down here. Paul Braden, if you're listening, mark it down. I'm going Kobe Fleener, seven receptions. 90 yards and a touchdown. That's a tight end. That's big numbers. Golly. <laughs> so if you're playing uh, fans. Player props. Yeah, player props. Play, player props. If you see Kobe Fleener out there, place the wager. And if you're playing FanDuel or DraftKings, Daily Fantasy, go grab Kobe Fleener. Put him in your lineup. You heard I, it here. Hey, I, I'm with you, though. I thought that at the beginning of the year, I think he's going to have a good year. Yeah. Yeah. Bree, Breeze just didn't look at him last week, but he, he's going to look at him this week because their linebackers stink. I'm telling you. Check Dang. it out. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Okay, next up, we're going to Carolina. Oh, I got a ticket to this game. I can't go, but they're playing host to San Francisco. This could be the lock of the year, and I'll tell you why. You tell me what you think first. Carolina minus the 13-and-a-half, total 45. Go ahead, Hank. 45, 45. is the total? Yes. Um, the lock of the year? Well, I might have gone overboard with the lock of the year, but go ahead. I think I think the 49ers are still terrible. Yes. And I don't think that – I think Cam is going to be pissed that they lost. you got to think about it. How many games did they lose last year? How many? One. One. One, yeah. Right? They've started the year off with one loss. Yeah. He's going to come out pissed. Yeah. You could almost double that number, and I'd take it. <laughs> this – I concur. San Francisco – did win 28 nothing last week. They played a Rams team that Hickory High could beat. Punt, punt, you punt, know, punt, I'm, punt. <laughs> punt, punt, interception, fumble, fumble, fumble. But anyway, so what I'm saying, the Carolina should can pick their pick their winning number. I believe I believe they could win 28 nothing. They could win 35-7. They could put San Francisco D is not that good. They just played a very inept Rams team. That's why this number is where where it is. It should be 17 and a half. It should be 18. Let's go Carolina all the way. Let's do it. Hey, you know what? On t- and can we take a little sidebar sure, with this, or do we want to wait till after the fantasy part? Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. The reason that I'm saying this is if they were playing well, if San Francisco were playing well, they wouldn't talk about Kaepernick. You know, every day, every second. But that's all you hear right now is the Kaepernick thing, and it's because they're playing bad too. Right. 
you know? And so, you know, I, I feel like that team is this, you know, they, they're professionals and it doesn't affect them. This is affecting their team. Now you got some guys standing, some guys kneeling, some guys hands up, some it's not unified. And we, we talked about the calls and everything else. This is going to be a distraction and it's not good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's take Carolina minus a 13 and a half. Next up, we got this is a four o'clock kick. This will start our four o'clock afternoon slate. The Arizona Cardinals playing host to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hank, I'm going to start with this one because I really feel Arizona. I think Arizona's a really good team. I do too. They ran into a Belichick led Patriots team, and Arizona just didn't look really sharp. I think Tampa Bay comes in there and Arizona beats the sh- the heck out of them, buddy. <laughs> I really do. I think they they're upset over their performance Monday or yeah. Sunday night because they didn't really. Look like they shouldn't. Bill Belichick has a lot to do with that. Yeah. This Tampa Bay, young Tampa Bay team traveling across the country. Everybody's high on Jameis, which I am too. But just in the – this is time for a little bit of a letdown. I'm going to go Arizona minus the six and a half, seven. I think Arizona wins by 14. Go ahead. I, no, I like, I like exactly what you said. I think Jameis, I think Jameis will do everything in his ability to, to keep it. Yeah. remotely competitive sure. because I feel like he's that he's turning into a great quarterback, mm-hmm. but I'm with you. I think that the Cardinals after that, the way they played because they're supposed to be, they're a better team than that. Right. They're going to come back out. Right. Playing well. Got it. Check this out. This is crazy to me, Hank. So LA, we just talked about Los Angeles Rams. Terrible playing host of Seattle. When you would think about it, that game after what happened last week, what do you think the number should be? 8,000. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas. Had the number at three. Oh, they've taken it off the board now because of Russell Wilson. That's a sucker bet. It's but gotta be. Is, how can it only be three? How can it be three? This is crazy. I'm calling you up, Vegas. This don't Vegas. make any sense. Don't make any sense. But let's say the number is not three. We won't give it a number. We'll say the over under is thirty eight and a half. What would you do on the over under? Uh, I mean, it comes down. Can Seattle score thirty eight points? Yeah. Thirty nine points. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Because yeah. you, you know, this defense is better than the defense they saw last week. Certainly. Punt, 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 punt. But it's going to be terrible. I will refuse to watch this game, but I do not. I, I kind of like the under yeah. because especially if Russell's not there and they've got to slow down their game a little bit, mm-hmm. they win 24 to nothing. It's true. This is L.A.'s first game at home, so you know they're going to be hyped, though. You know what I'm saying? This is the first game they haven't played there since 1994. They are going to be excited to be back in L.A. Whether that momentum can and adrenaline can take them anywhere – I don't know, but I like the under two. I think L.A. has a shot to win this game after all I've said because I'm just thinking because of the hype around this game. I'm going under. I'm not saying that they will, Hank. Oh. I'm not saying that. <laughs> what? what is happening here? This is unprecedented. We had two decisions made reversed, and you decided to take the Rams I don't know against – well, it the Seahawks? The, it depends what the number is. If the number is 10 or greater, I'm going to go with the Rams. If it's less, I won't touch it, but I do like the under. My mind is blown. Yes. I'm t- I don't know what just happened. I just remember <laughs> that this is their first game back at home in 15 years or something. So, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to Denver, where your Super Bowl champion, Denver Broncos, played a well of a game against the Panthers last Thursday. They opened up as a four-point favorite against the Indianapolis Colts, who lost their first game against the Detroit Lions. Total, 45, Hank. 
45. I kind of like 45. I like. I, I think that they're going to score a lot of points, and I'm going to take the over on yep. this one. I kind of think that they're going to come out and play. You think – so who covers the number? Does Denver win this game and cover the number but minus five? If they get the same play from C.J. Wilson, I think that they do. I mean, that, that running game for, for Simeon – Right Trevor for that Simeon. guy, it took a lot of pressure off that guy, mm-hmm. and he's playing a good quarterback, a great quarterback. So if he can run that, I think Denver wins it. You know, by seven. This is what I I think the same. I think Colts defense really stinks. So that Denver running back Anderson will run all over, and for the Colts to stay in it, Luck's going to have to do his magic. So I I see it going over the total. Denver covers the number. I see him winning by a touchdown too. All right, four more to go, Hank. 425 kick. Your Oakland Raiders playing host to the Atlanta Falcons. Did you get a chance to see your Oakland Raiders? I did, man. Wow, that was an awesome come-from-behind victory. It is, man. They, and they it only solidifies what people are kind of talking about. At least they got firepower. You know, I mean, and to go back and forth with the Saints in the Dome. I mean, mm-hmm. it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Derek Carr grew up a little bit in that game, I believe. He did. You know? He did. Yeah. Um, right now, Oakland – Favorite at home against these Atlanta Falcons. Four-point favorite. It opened at six and a half, so it's actually been bet down, Hank. Yep. 48 and a half is the number, minus four, Oakland. I, I like the minus, minus four, Oakland. I'm going to take Oakland. Uh, they showed me a lot that last game, and I feel pretty good about it. Last week, we kind of I got some heat. Because I went against my boys, yeah, and uh, uh, my friend in Raleigh said that I even you know kicked dirt on Al Davis's <laughs> grave, I, yes, and yes. that wasn't my intention, but it's the truth. Yeah, and I speak the truth here on the Fantasy Formula. Only the so truth. if you don't like it, turn it off. There it is. But Oakland is going to come back this week with another strong performance, and I like them. All right, I'm going to. You know what? I'm going to like them too. They're at home. Uh, they're excited over there in California. I'm going to take Oakland minus the four. I'm going to go over the total 49. I see a lot of points in this game. Uh, next up, San Diego playing host to the Jacksonville Jaguars. San Diego playing at home, coming off that heartbreaking loss against Kansas City in overtime. They're a three-point favorite, total 47. Oh, man. How is San Diego favored? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm taking Jacksonville for sure. I'm taking Jacksonville for sure. Jacksonville for sure. For sure. And I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under too. I mean, yeah. if I'm getting points and under, no, please, no brainer. Jacksonville is not great. No. <laughs> not by any means. <laughs> These two teams, it it's going to be ugly. This is one of those ones you bet on and don't watch. Yeah, you know, I, did, I didn't get a chance to watch this game, but Jacksonville played Green Bay last week at Jacksonville. Jacksonville had a chance to actually win that game. I don't know if that tells me that Jacksonville's – I know that they're better than they've been in the past, or maybe Green Bay's not as good as I thought Green Bay would be. But Jacksonville's good enough to beat San Diego. I'm right. pretty sure of that. I do like under the table. And just too. think about all the people and all the – the how they were jocking Bortles. Yes. You know? I mean, that he was like number one. Everybody's yeah. like, that's going to be the it. guy. Yeah. Hype city. Next up. 8.30 kick on a Sunday evening. This will be fun. Minnesota at home against the Green Bay Packers. Check this out, Hank. Breaking news. Breaking news. Sam Bradford could be the starting quarterback. They're not going to announce it yet because, you know, Sean Hill started last week. Yep. Didn't really move the ball. Didn't make any mistakes, but didn't move the ball. Sam Bradford's in there, and he's got the offense down. I kind of might like Minnesota at home against Green Bay. Vegas thinks Green Bay is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. 
44. Right. I, I think that the, the defense was really the, you know, obviously the player that kept them in there. And I think you had that defense, didn't you? I did. Yeah. They had scored two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, their defense is incredible. Um, I, they're not going to get that same performance from their defense. So I like uh, the Packers to pull this out. We would differ on here. I'll take Minnesota. You take Green Bay. And last but not least, we're going to Chicago, the Windy City. This is Monday night football action. The Chicago Bears playing host to the Philadelphia Eagles, who the Carson Wentz quarterback-led Philadelphia Eagles, the rookie, he looked all right. Did you see that throw that he had to Matthews? Yes, that, that was sick. It was sick. So sick. Ryan Matthews, he actually had a pretty good game. And Jordan Matthews, two Matthew brothers. The Matthew brothers. Yes. <laughs> so Vegas like Chicago in this game. They're a three-point favorite total, 43. Yep. I like I like the Bears in this one too. I you know I I think that Philadelphia came out and played better than what they're capable of doing. Well, they're playing Cleveland. Yeah, so it's better than they're capable of doing. Yeah. So I expect the Bears to come out and handle their business. Yeah, I like in this game a fantasy gym, y'all. If you're playing like a player props, Alshon Jeffrey against this Philadelphia defense, we will go hog wild. I'm telling you, look for 100. You have Alshon Jeffrey? Guess who's got two thumbs and starting that guy? Uh, it's that guy. I like him for 110, maybe even two touchdowns. Uh, I like I like Chicago in this game, too. I like the over in this game, too. So let's go Chicago minus the three over the 43. Alshon Jeffrey with a huge night. All right, Hank, that wraps up our fantasy football NFL. Huge Saturday slate. I'm not going to go through all of them, but there are some monster, monster games. I'm just going to highlight the the first three because I'm going to Charleston tomorrow, Hank. Oh, look at yes, this. I'm Lovely. Going to Charleston. And so we're going to be on the beach. I think we're going fishing on Friday. And then Saturday, Charleston has these little, it's like this little, I can't remember the name of the bar, but it's kind of like a sports book bar. It's got like TVs everywhere with stadium seating. Have you ever been there? No. Yeah, is it in Charleston or is it on Charleston. like Folly or no? no it's, it's in Charleston. Charleston. So okay. I think we're going to go in Charles into Charleston on Saturday. Girls, shoppy shop and dudes drinky drink, and we're going to watch some, some football. football. And so check out this check this lineup out, Hank. This is pretty sick, nasty. So the twelve o'clock game, one massive in our area, especially Miami is traveling to Boone. Yeah. Do you know what that number is? Uh, three and a half. Can you? I thought the number would be ten. Yeah, and then it came out at five. It's been bet all the way down. It went as low as three yesterday. Do they have a chance to win this game? Hell no. <laughs> you don't think so? Okay. Hell no. I mean, in reality, they Why have the number only three. Then App, crazy. App has done more with less. I mean, you know, I mean, they, they're a great program. Yeah. But Miami is going to go into that little stage of their not and I'm not t- taking anything away but it's a small stage for them and I think it's better I think it's better for Miami to go there stay with me here okay when app goes to the big house when when app goes to Tennessee right. when you know they the big schools are playing in front of their people right they can all these eyes I can let down all these people when they go to those little schools they just want to punch somebody <laughs> in the face right yeah. so I think that they're I don't think App's going to have. They've had some great games against some big teams. I don't think this is going to be the week for them. I love App. I love the type of, you know, what they're doing. I just think it's it's not going to be their week. You can't do it week in and week out. When you've got five-star recruits on the other side of the ball, they do more with less. They do. And you are disappointing a lot of our listeners. I know. A lot, you know. a lot of people are from this area, but I'm with you, man. I just think it – it's not impossible. If anybody can do it, little App State can do it because they just won't Prove me up. wrong. I yeah. hope they do. I do, too. I, do I too. hope they do. And so, um, I mean, don't get mad if, if – yeah. I'm rooting for them. I heard 50,000 people will be up there for this You game. do not want to be near Boone this no. weekend if you're not going no. to the game. Yeah. 
Exactly. Anyway, it's going to be fun. I'm rooting for them. Go Mountaineers all the way. I just don't know if y'all – I know y'all can do it, whether you do it or not. Right. I think it'd be hard, but good luck. The other real big game, this is pretty awesome, 12 o'clock kick. Florida State travels to Louisville. Florida State, two in the country. Louisville, ten in the country. Louisville's got this new quarterback sensation. Have you seen this guy, Yeah, He's fantastic. The number, Florida State, minus two on the road. What a game this is. What a game it's going to be. Because that Louisville, Louisville, like, took um, Charlotte to the woodshed. Then they took Syracuse to the woodshed. 50-some on them. Yeah. Their offense, prolific. They, it's going. What's the over on that one? Sixty-five and a half. That could be the bet right yeah. there. Yeah, this is interesting news too. Florida State's best player on defense. He's a safety. He's a sophomore. I mean, every he's going to be all pro when he gets to the NFL. Towards MCL last game, uh, yeah. they were up forty-eight with like three minutes left in the game, and he was still in there. Yeah. Ugh. So anyway, he had surgery yesterday, so he's out six weeks. I think Louisville wins this game. Mm. I think Louisville might get it done at home. They said it's the game day from ESPN's going to Louisville. They'll be there this weekend. It's the biggest game in Louisville history. They're saying, I think they get it done. 12 o'clock kick. Oh, what, what the energy there is going to be oh. bananas. Have you ever been there to that? No, not to Louisville. I went to NC State, played Louisville, and we got our bells rung. But you can drink beer and bourbon inside their stadium. Where is this stadium? It's in Louisville, Kentucky. It, it's the college stadium? Because yes. I thought it was, it's, you know, it had um, to be like a pro. It's, this is off campus. Uh, anyway, it's the coolest. It's, you know how the. It's the coolest. The baseball parks. Direct, like the Brewers, they got this old timey feel. They're not huge; they're old kind of school feel. Yeah, just cozy, comfortable. That kind. Of, that's what their football stadiums like. It's just, it's not huge, but it's nice, and it just feels cool. Just feels it. right. Yeah, it just feels right in there. Let me hit you with a couple more too, because there's a couple good good games. You've got Alabama traveling to Ole Miss. Bama's gotten beat by Ole Miss the last two years. Three thirty kick, eleven point line. I tell you. Both those teams are great right yeah. now. I like uh, Ole Miss quarterbacks pretty flashy. Chad Kelly. Yeah, he's a pretty flashy guy. I, I mean, he lays it out there. Um, but still, it's hard to bet against Alabama. Um, you know, I, I like Alabama. Alabama all day long. Nick Saban will not let them lose to Ole Miss three times in a row. No. Nope. Hank, there's some other good games. I'll, we're not going to talk about it, but Michigan State plays Notre Dame. Mississippi State on the road to LSU. Ohio State, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Whoa, that game's huge. Did you hear, 7.30 tick kick. Did you hear about the offensive coordinator? For no. that, His son is like a, a pretty big recruit, right? Right. And so the uh, Sooners – are recruiting him, and they're bringing him down to this game. So he's going to sit as a recruit for Oklahoma, and his dad's coaching the other side. And they asked him what he's doing, you know, how he's going to react. And he said, if the Buckeyes score, it's going to be hard for me to – because they haven't – apparently the Buckeyes haven't recruited him. And and the kid's got a great attitude about it because he said, listen, the best in the world go to Ohio State. And I know if it's not – but he's getting recruited by – you know, uh, these Oklahoma, Oklahoma and these schools right yeah. like that. So uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting thing. I'm cool. sure I'm sure it'll be interesting for their family. Yeah, so it should be a fun weekend of football, both Saturday and Sunday. Hank, I'll be back from Charleston on Sunday. What are you doing this weekend? Anything good? Oh, yeah, I got it. I got a good Saturday. Uh, my wife is going to a tennis weekend. Yes. Okay, so she's going down with the girls to play tennis. And it's a boys weekend with me in Harris, my yes. little boy. Uh-huh. And uh, so we are going to uh, do a mile fun run on Saturday early. Cool. Got a flag football game after. Mm-hmm. Maybe hit up LR. Yes. LR game. Solid. Yeah, Solid we got weekend. a good weekend going on. Awesome, then football buddy. on Sunday. 
man, can't beat it. Ain't none finer than this time of, type of year or time of year with all this football and the weather starting to get cooler and all this good stuff. So enjoy your weekend. You do the same, I'll brother. I plan to do the same. All right, until next time, fantasy listeners. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.